Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Beat, two, three, four. Nico. And And Nico comes back with the silver and black supersonic stuff. I love that look with the with the Sonics when they when folks decided to drop that logo. I thought that was one of the coolest things that you could have done. And I will also say that there better be an NBA team at uh, Climate Pledge in the near future because you guys got screwed when Oklahoma City uh, when the the Sonics left to go to OKC. You need the NBA back there in Seattle, my friend. Yeah, sure. Also, John. SDH family, happy to be here. And yes, actually, the Seattle crowd has been showing up to every single um, exhibition game that happens over here in the city just to show that they will come out. The Kraken crowd is outstanding every single time. Even the Mariners had incredible success in attendance this year, despite them continuously disappointing this city. So that should tell you enough about what. Uh, an NBA team would do for this city. I still remember going to the Sonics games, uh, watching Ray Allen and uh, Vladimir Romanovich, Rasheed Wallace, um, all these guys. No, Rasheed Wallace, I'm sorry. Uh, Rashad Lewis. Rashad Lewis. Lord have mercy. Uh, Luke Ridenauer, uh, uh all those guys that were just so cool to watch back then. And uh, by the way, uh, with, with, the, the, with the, uh, the, the sport on ice there at Climate Pledge, uh, the boss has converted into a Kraken fan out of the blocks. She she goes around the house wearing octopus gear, man. She's locked in. Oh, I love it, man. I got I got to get some gear myself. I got to get into hockey. Uh, I've only gone to one game. Need to get out there a little more, learn more about the game, and and, and get going because it, it it's fun. Uh, it's uh, electric energy and 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 climate pleasure in a beautiful spot to go. All right, so uh, now that we have discussed everything going on in the Pacific Northwest, we'll see you next week. No, I'm kidding. Yay! <laughs> uh, I, I want to start with a couple of different things before we get into previewing the weekend and play cliffhanger and go red light, yellow light, green light. Uh, it's your world, man. I just live in it. Uh, I want to get into what happened last night with Charlotte and Inter-Miami, and I want to get into the salary release that came okay. from uh, from Major League Soccer. Um, Charlotte last night had a chance. They had a chance to get north of the bar. They had a lead at one nil. They had a lead at two one, 
By the end of the night, they didn't have a lead. They only came out with one point, and now they're a part of the madness of decision day in the Eastern Conference. Once again, Christian Latanzio had to go into the kitchen with uh, like a half a loaf of wheat bread, some day-old mustard, some <laughs> questionable-looking stuff in, in the produce in the produce block, you know, in the produce drawer and tried to come up with a seven course meal and he you know it's like mm, and i know that folks in charlotte are kind of sitting there and there it, it was a missed opportunity for them last night i mean but that's charlotte in a nutshell right that's charlotte in general this season ups and downs inconsistent play uh scratching your head constantly about lineup decisions um and I actually thought Inter Miami was the better team over the 90 minutes. Yes, Charlotte had the lead uh, often, but were they the better side? Not really. Uh, I thought that Miami had more possession, more purposeful possession. I thought that their uh, passing patterns and how quickly they were getting behind that defensive line for Charlotte that has been abysmal said a lot about inner miami i mean they get a, a a goal taken back uh they were they had a lot of chances stefanelli uh, misses what in front of goal uh oh no i'm sorry uh i think it was neil the one that misses in front of goal uh stefanelli did have another one uh tyler uh, robert taylor get, gets in there uh misses uh, a, a couple so i thought inner miami was was good they were aggressive they put the ball in prime scoring positions uh, they just couldn't finish. So, yes, Charlotte misses an opportunity because they had a way to do what? Manage the game. And they, they didn't quite do that, um, which is, again, something that they need to absolutely do. Um, and now they put themselves in a real pickle because they'll play this team all over again. And if Tata Martino saw anything of what we saw just sitting in my couch with some chips in my hand. I know that he's going to break that team down. He's going to expose absolutely every weakness that they had. And uh, Charlotte just needs to figure out a way to be more consistent. Uh, and even, even when they're ahead with the ball, I continue to believe that uh, this team has no idea who their best players are and the way they fit. Uh, Vargas, I thought it was really good, but he was also very sporadic at times uh his defending lacks at times when it comes to pressure that counter press um so i all in all think charlotte just continues to be a very mid team that yesterday got lucky getting the draw to be quite honest so then the question is and tomorrow morning at 10 we'll have uh, will pelagic the play-by-play -play voice for charlotte fc on the show with us to to kind of help preview our weekend how much of this is on MAR and Christian Latanzio, and how much of this is on Zoran Cornetta for not going to the grocery store and laying stuff out? And it's like, you know, bro, what do you what do you need? What do you need for your party? Zoran Cornetta goes to the store, comes back with like a a craftsman tool set and, and and a mop instead of like actual food. How much of this? How much of this is on Cornetta? And because you would think that when you look at uh, what you got with MAR saying that his team was effed going into a season. And then you end up with Latanzio, who finishes, and now Latanzio seems to be dealing with the same issues. Yes, you brought in uh, Ashley Westwood and Scott Arfield, and that has helped you out. But it doesn't seem like – how much of this is on those two coaches and how much of this is on Zoran Cornetta, I guess, is my question. 
Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, but ultimately, I think Latancio had done more with less time and a less cohesive unit in some sort of way. And I think he tried just too many things out. Uh, I feel like the locker room as well hasn't been managed properly. So although, yes, we can go to front office and say this team on paper needs to be better for this era of MLS, especially in the East. But all in all, I think Latancio has been too inconsistent with his tactics, his um, ability to know when to get this team to force play um and defensively just been so poor all around um you talk to this fan base right that they expect so much and they thought copetti was going to be this amazing attribute because he had the criteria he had the trajectory of being a guy that should come into mls and be amazing but he just was never put in my opinion in a position to really exploit what he can bring to the table so yes front office has part to do with this but i think latancio looking at this roster could have still done better and it's going to be chaos on decision day in the eastern conference because you've got uh the five the six the seven in play you've got the three and the four in play and you've got the the eight and the nine in play and you can go back as far basically as 13 mathematically to figure yep. out what can go on in, in the Eastern Conference. In the West, it is uh, it is all caps. They've locked it down. Craziness can be the two, the three, the four. Craziness could also be the four, the five, and the six. Craziness could also be the seven, the eight, the nine, the ten, the eleven. So you got three batches of crazy in the Western Conference coming up this weekend. <laughs> you do. You do. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 insane. And, and the craziest thing is to look at the table and see that Minnesota still has a chance and there is all kinds of charades happening with who's leading this team and what message did you really send your squad by firing uh, the coach when you really did? And now you're in a position where, hey, we're going to play the way we played the, the last time we were on the season. Uh, but we're probably not going to get four from Pookie. So where can we get goals from? we got to be more ready because we're not going to play LA Galaxy all over again. Sporting Kansas City has actually been a team on the come up with probably the uh, comeback player of the year in Alan Polito. Uh, so this is a good squad. So it's going to be interesting how it plays out. But that's the crazy part about the West is that half of these teams, I thought I could write off like two weeks ago. And now they got every chance to make it. Absolutely insane, and we'll go over these matchups here. Uh, but first off, before we get into the weekend, time to play a red light, yellow light, green light heading into decision day. Okay. One of, the, right. one of the most impactful, knowledgeable gentlemen in the planet oh. <laughs> lets us know heading into the most important weekend of the regular season where things are happening simultaneously, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock Eastern time. The red light, the yellow light, and the green light. Because there is chaos. It is on multiple levels, as we have just discussed. So what direction do you want to go first? Do you want to go green to red? Do you want to go red to green? Your red light, yellow light, green light heading into decision day. 
let's go ahead and go with uh let's go ahead and go with red light because i'm gonna give you a a pretender that maybe people still believe that can make the playoffs and i don't believe it uh and that's the chicago uh fire this is the team that i'm gonna go with because yes you saw a fantastic performance from them against miami shakiri saw a stadium full and wanted to put on a show and th the whole team had a decent game and then they go a flop over against charlotte who we just talked about and i just told you exactly why you shouldn't be losing 2-0 if you're really on a run um, so all in all the reason why i think that chicago's having so many problems and why i don't think that they're gonna have a chance against new york city that yes they've been a yawn to watch they've had all kinds of inconsistencies and you can sit here and tell me nico is it crazy to think that chicago's gonna win this game no i'm not gonna say that but i think they're trained in backwards so when it comes to the chicago fire i don't know if it's gonna cut it with this uh this midfield to counter what new york city wants to do uh why the speed the creative play uh so i just think the pretenders uh, i think that they were boosted yes by a, a, a coach change they were boosted by messi coming to town but reality is going to hit and therefore they're going to stay red light frozen at home no playoff chances for chicago and, and uh the 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 gentleman that is uh very very uh, how, how, how should we phrase it? Very, very well compensated for, for his uh, activities. One of the highest paid dudes in, in Major League Soccer, Chicago Fire, fifth in salary. Ooh. Fifth in salary. Their DP spending. Uh, Lionel Messi is 76.8% of Miami's DP salary. Salary spend just under 40 million bucks. Chicago. So here, here's something that we got in common with folks. Inner Miami, Toronto is number two. LAG is number three. LAFC is number four. Chicago's number five. That's your salary spend. Top five Major League Soccer. Last time I checked, four of those five teams are not making the postseason. No, it, it is a trend that happens. You know, people think that they're going to be able to get into uh, a playoff run just by spending money and we don't need to go over the shambles that we've seen with you know that that guy insignia and all these other guys or javier hernandez being one of the top 10 players and la galaxy uh, really not kind of with the services most of the season and you can go back to last season and figure out that it just hasn't been working so all in all when you get a team like st louis to come in and say hey we're going to bring a guy that has an idea, an identity, a style of play, and then we're going to load him up with exactly what he needs to make that work. Then you realize, hey, maybe we should go that route and just provide a guy the tools to execute what he has developed and what he presented us with and the reason why we brought him in and maybe not worry so much about filling up the seats by bringing older players or big name players um because guys like lowen have shown you what they can do guys like uh klaus uh a guy like jokini that revived this not revived his career but he's just having a breakout season uh sam adenaran the rest of that back line i mean that's what 
I think we're trending on, not that MLS is not spending money, because that's not what I'm saying. They're spending money. But there are teams that know how to do it and teams that don't. How many times did we have Cincinnati at the top of this list years back and they were the last and worst team in the league? Mm. A lot of times. But you get a change in coaching. You get a change in um, the front office. And he makes a change. You get a cohesive unit. And now you're uh, taking the shield home. So those are the difference that really make MLS so hard to really figure out at times. And there's so much equality, but you can do it. It's not all about the money. And a not so big Shaq is 39.9% of total salary expenditure for Chicago. Oof. Almost 40%. Oh, that's just... Uh... I don't know. I, I don't want to call it uh, just throwing money down a, a garbage chute, but I mean, it's about as close to it as you can get. All right. So then who's your yellow light now that we've talked about all the the red light in Chicago? My, my yellow light is a team that is such a headache to watch. And and you, first of all, it's one of my disappointments of the season in general, uh, because they're a squad that went from developing players by putting them in, in on the field. They have this great academy and they sold players young and all of these things. And this year, they brought in experienced players. They're bringing guys to win now. And they've been as inconsistent as any team in the league. In, and I'm talking about Dallas. Yeah. FC Dallas. My goodness. That Colorado game that they played, it was Colorado. They could have been sitting here pretty, having a good time eating popcorn, or, or maybe just Eliminate, eliminate, still having to prepare, but in a much better position by beating Colorado, a team that we know that is bottom of the table, a team that uh, hasn't shown you absolutely anything. And you go and put that performance with that type of squad. I mean, it's just, it's hard to watch. Um, I feel sometimes for Ferreira, you know, he he tries to be that guy that's dynamic, that's creative, that does this and, and the other, uh, but the team doesn't find consistency in the final third. Uh, in midfield, is as easy as walking around any convenience stores of your choosing. I'm not going to say, I was going to say a name. I'm glad I didn't because they don't sponsor us. So we're not going to say their name, but it's that easy. Uh, Pomaco and whoever they put on the, on right next to him just doesn't work. It just, there's nobody recovering the ball. There's no defensive pressure. Uh, they have a hard time pressing high. And, and so because of that, I think Dallas is another pretender in general, but they'll probably get in because they have enough draws to get them there. But this is not a team that I see doing anything in the West. Green light. Oh, green light is simple. And, and, and I'm going to try to not give you much more other than the fact that I have maybe perhaps I haven't given him uh, constant support and, and I've doubted him from the very beginning, but I, I'm going to ride and, and I'm going to do my best to ask forgiveness to St. Louis and the, the city. I think that if there's something that they've done that's changed my mind and they're going to have a, a tough game against Seattle, it's just the fact that they've completely changed being a one-trick pony. Um, and, and as I look at the West and I see how tight the race is and how it could be anybody's game, uh, if I'm going into a playoff run, I think St. Louis has all the goods to do great. There's one thing that goes against them, right? History. They're already breaking records by 
being the most successful franchise expansion franchise in MLS history? Are they going to be the first one to take it all the way to the MLS final? I don't know. I don't know if they have the credit for it, but I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. They deserve my green light to say, go ahead and go as far as you can. Don't bust out in the first round, and that's all I'm asking from you guys. Don't do not go out there and in your very first game get eliminated. And I think that all is well with the city, but I do believe that they have the talent, the the the, the character, uh, the, the game experience, and a fantastic coach to do well in the West. And, and yes, I know people are going to be like, "How could you not be talking about LAFC? You're crazy, blows my mind." You know what? You guys know what LAC has, but let me let me give some shine to this San Luis City team. All right, all in on all caps. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. That's where the green light is this week. All right, six o'clock, nine o'clock Eastern and uh, Eastern time, and uh, nine o'clock Eastern time. Eastern Conference, Western Conference starts. We'll go over the juice boxes. We play cliffhanger to wrap things up. If there's a game that intrigues, Nico yells, "Stop!" or the equivalent therein, we can discuss it, and we will discuss the weekend as it goes. Charlotte, in front of uh, nine gazillion people, apparently, because Messi says he's going to play before the season, (laughs) and that means that there's only one match left, and since he didn't play yesterday, he's playing on the weekend in Charlotte. Charlotte favored at a minus 135 at Bank of America with Inter-Miami heading to town. Crew, big favorite, no surprise at home against the CF Montreal at a minus 233. Cincinnati, with nothing to play for, is a minus 133 at home. Atlanta United on the road, a plus 301. Woo! I mean, I, I like that number because Cincinnati, maybe they start folks for 45. Maybe they rotate out and bring in players for the final 20 or 30 just to, to give them some action here. That's, that's a stunted number to me. It feels like a trap too, though. But oh man, that that's hard to pass on. Uh, give me the Inter Miami numbers real quick before we we call this one out. Inter Miami is a plus three thirty eight. Draws a plus two eighty four. Wow. Okay. Look, I'm gonna go crazy here, and I'm gonna take both Inter Miami and Atlanta okay. in this one. I like those numbers. I like those odds again. I, I'm telling you that Inter Miami was the better team against Charlotte, and I don't see how they're going to play much better other than being at home uh, and in a crowd that might be just waiting to see Messi. So you might get half of that stadium pink, if not a fourth. Uh, I do believe that Inter Miami and Atlanta have a very good chance at winning. What you just said about Cincinnati and Noonan, they have a whole other mentality they're thinking ahead uh, but atlanta being who atlanta is and who gonzalo is they want to get a good performance they want 90 minutes of great play they want to make sure that they push that inertia into the playoffs so i see gonzalo and atlanta going in like the playoffs start today my guys playoffs start today we're going to go in here we're going to put up a show we're going to put a statement and put the fear of god on, on every team that we potentially play in the playoffs so i like both of those games uh, Red Bulls road favorite at Geotis against Nashville at six o'clock. I thought that one was interesting. Red Bulls are a plus one thirty nine. Nashville at home is a plus one seventy seven. They got to find somebody else other than Hani to to score goals. Sam Surridge ain't it? What's the draw? Draws plus two fifty seven. Give me the draw. 
That's an easy one for me. Uh, that's a team that both are defensive to a certain extent. Both have issues scoring goals. Don't be fooled by maybe a, a couple of splashes of greatness up top from uh, from the Red Bulls. Both teams struggle scoring, but both teams have good defensive structures. Uh, at Nashville, oh, yeah, let me get that draw. All right. Uh, Revs hosting Philadelphia, even money, plus 100. Draws a plus 296 in the Union or a plus 227 on the road for a New England team that is still trying to figure out, I think, how Clint P.A. wants them to play. Yeah, no, I, I would um, really be surprised if New England pulls this off. Um, you just saw it last week and the things they try to do, put Nacho Hill as a, a, a wingback to try to provide him some, some width and maybe trying to find a way to get a guy like By to provide them offense from that specific position. Uh, I still think that the midfield is gets too stretched out. Um, so I see Philadelphia going in here, taking care of business, and uh, probably getting the entire city of Philadelphia excited. But it's always hard for me to just wave that flag for that fan base because it seems like they always – fall off when it comes to the playoffs. But at least in this game, I'm with you, Philadelphia. I'm with you. Last two matches at six. NYC, a big favorite at home against Chicago Fire. We've talked about the Fire. Purple team, a minus 106 on the road as Toronto FC pulls uh, and just plays out the string. And I think John Herdman is actually going to start his hot seat uh, watch with this match uh, as they host Orlando City. Nine o'clock, Rapids hosting RSL. RSL's a road favorite at a plus 143. No surprise there. LAG favored at home against FC Dallas, who you are not too keen on right now. This leans into that. LAG's a plus 129 in the composite. FC Dallas a plus 177. Sneaky good game. Portland hosting Houston. Portland a plus 114. Dynamo a plus 211. Your draws a plus 270. All right, well, let's start with the LAG Dallas. Go ahead and grab a coin, flip it, and whatever side you pick will be the winner. But give me the over-under on this game. Okay. Because LA Galaxy is as easy as a Sunday morning when it comes to defensive pressure. So maybe you see Dallas go out here and have a blast up top. Maybe Jimenez gets on the scoreboard this time around. Um, Heather O'Brien, maybe as well and Ferreira, but knowing Dallas, they'll find a way to just screw it up and lose it. So it wouldn't surprise me either way. But what I do know is that there'll be a lot of goals in this one. So what's the three and a half of over in this one? Plus 154. Wow, why so little? Ugh, give me the, well, how about four and a half? Plus 350. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the, with the sure money with the three and a half. For sure, yeah. Well, build your build your wallet up with the with the sure one out of the blocks, and not don't overextend yourself. No, 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 no. I, I've chose too many three hundreds. I'm already, I, I, I'm make, making myself worry. You know, like I'm putting money already. <laughs> Plus one fifty four, three and a half for the total for uh, Nico with LAG and FC Dallas. Uh, Portland favorite at home against Houston Dynamo. Quakes on the minus side, heavy at home against Austin at a minus one seventy two. Here's one of those matchups in the chaos at the bottom of the, the playoff run in the West. Sporting hosting Minnesota United. Sporting favorite at home, no real surprise, at a minus 116. 
Minnesota, a plus 263 on the road. Your draw is basically a plus 310. Yeah, that's some good games, uh, to be honest. I think the Portland-Houston's a sneaky good game. Houston's been a must-watch. Uh, Houston still needs points. Portland absolutely needs points. They uh, Can they make it with a draw? Sure. But they need that sure money because of their goal differential. Um, so that's that's a really, really good game. Um, and, oof, I'm going to give it to Houston. I, I, I can't doubt Houston. Yes, it's in Portland. Yes, Portland has been good. And, and they've sort of kind of... I don't know, surprised everybody by their new form and, and, and they found players that are doing well. But Diego Chara is still trying to get back in full form. Paredes is not there. Um, I think that Santi uh, Moreno is a very good player, but he can fall off certain games. And if there's a team that has experience and quality in midfield to just make you crazy with Arthur and um, Herrera playing as well as he has this year, you know, MVP candidate this season. Uh, I think Houston will take that one. Uh, and in the Sporting Kansas City, Minnesota, man, uh, look, man, I, I should go for Flash and I should go for the Latinos there in uh, Reynoso and company, but I'm going to give it to the structure of Sporting Kansas City and, and uh, playing at home and a team that battled through it all and grinded out games, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Sporting Kansas City uh, for the Minnesota game. All right, so what do you think about All Caps hosting Seattle? Uh, St. Louis City is a plus 137, draws a plus 254, Seattle a plus 179. Uh, that's a tough one, man. I, I, I'm going to take the draw on that one and, and go real boring. Um, in terms of betting-wise, uh, I do believe this is going to be a draw. Uh, Seattle is starting to get some players in their best form. I'm speaking particularly just of Raul Ridiaz. I think Raul is a guy that uh, this week he had a fantastic week of training. Uh, I think that he'll start this game. Uh, there's still questions on whether Nico and Lodero, I mean, Nico and uh, Albert Rusnak will play together. Uh, you know, will Albert Rusnak play next to Jao as they've had in the past? Or is Brian going to just keep it with what's been working with Josh Atencio and Jao Paulo and either start Nico or Albert at the 10? So there's a lot of things that are still going to be moving, in my opinion, here with Seattle. So I see a draw against uh, a very good St. Louis side uh, that, Maybe doesn't need the points as bad, doesn't need that win as bad, uh, but they're still going to want to put up uh, a good performance at home. So I see a draw there. Last one on the boards at BC Place, Vancouver hosting LAFC. Vancouver actually favored at home. We know how tough BC Place is at a plus 134. LAFC is at a plus 171 with that chaos right there at the two and the three uh, at your last nine o'clock start. What's going on this weekend? How is How are you and uh, Pulso Sports and the Soccer Bar and Nico Moreno handling decision day? Oh, it's going to be great, man. First of all, uh, I've been up since like three in the morning, been working on this really good article for uh, Sandra Hart on Nicolas Todero. So that's going to be up on Friday, I'm hoping. Then we'll have that Spanish interview at Pulso Sports. We're going to break it down on Monday morning at Soccer Bar. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, Nicolas Todero special. Um, and of course, Decision Day, uh, we'll probably do a. Um, spaces on x i guess 
just getting used to that. Uh, so we'll probably do a space there with a couple of analysts to break down Seattle, break down some of the Western Conference, and we might get into some Eastern Conference stuff, but mainly we're going to focus on the Western side. As always, my friend, great to have you here at 1030 Eastern Time on your second cup of coffee. It was the Rave Green uh, Ceramic t- uh, today, right? That's right. That That's the one that's here. That's the one for, for the luck. And, you know, maybe Seattle surprises me and get a win instead of a draw.